All right, so you filed your claim, you've been scheduled for exams, and you've attended those exams. Unfortunately, you got a adverse decision back, and you're not sure where to go from here. Well, don't presume that that exam was accurate or valid. Examiners make a lot of mistakes, and their mistakes are many of the reasons why people get denied their claims. Hi, I'm Edward Farmer. I'm a disabled veteran and a VA disability appeals attorney. I'm creating this podcast, VA Claims Made Easy, to help veterans navigate their own way through the VA disability system. Hey everyone, welcome back to VA Made Easy. I'm Ed Farmer, U.S. Army combat veteran and VA accredited attorney. So we're going to talk about the five top mistakes that examiners make. By examiners, I'm talking about compensation and pension examiners or C&P examiners. Usually these are third-party contractors, the VA hires, QTC, LHI. Those are some of the bigger ones. Uh, Occasionally, they will send you to internal doctors. But the premise is the same for all. They all have to follow the VA rules and regulations to ensure that those exams follow the law and that they are accurate. So mistake number one, they don't consider the lay affidavits you submitted. So let's say that uh, you're trying to prove your sleep apnea claim. In my other video, I instruct you to go get statements from buddies you serve with talking about your sleep apnea type symptoms you had in service and you submit that. Many, many times, guys, the examiners don't consider those statements. Either the VA doesn't give them the uh, report or they just frankly don't look at them. Maybe you got some statements from friends, family, coworkers about what your PTSD symptoms are and the examiner just completely glazed over them. Because the examiner didn't look at these statements, it ended up either getting service-connected, denied, or you didn't get the rating you think you're entitled to. Guys, if you submit lay statements, the VA and the VA examiners must take those into account when completing their exam report. If they don't consider them, it's a bad exam and you're entitled to a new one. Stick around to the end of the video and I'll tell you what to do if this happens to you. All right, mistake number two, the examiner does not provide a rationale for his conclusion. So in the cases of service connection, Usually the examiners will give opinion as whether or not they think that condition is related to service, but they're not allowed to just give a blanket conclusion. So they can't just say, yeah, sleep apnea is not from service or his PTSD isn't from service. They have to explain why they think that. And the rationale has to make sense. So they have to say something like, well, he didn't have any symptoms of sleep apnea in service, or he doesn't meet the criteria for PTSD. They have to give you something. If they don't provide a rationale, again, it's an inadequate exam and you're entitled to a new opinion or even a new exam. Number three, the examiner is deciding non-medical facts. Commonly, this occurs in PTSD cases. For example, a, a examiner will say, well, I don't think that the stressor that led to his PTSD actually occurred. 
this is not appropriate for the examiner to be deciding. That is for the VA regional office adjudicators to decide if that event actually took place. The examiner is there to decide medical facts only. He should not be deciding non-medical facts. Number four kind of goes with number three. They're deciding inaccurate facts. For one personal example, I, I just had a client where the examiner said his neck injury isn't related to service because he wasn't on active duty during that period. One, they shouldn't be deciding when the, when the veteran is on active duty. And two, it was clear from the record he was on active duty during that time. He based his opinion on an inaccurate factual premise. Another common example is they'll say something like, well, he has no treatment for this condition in his service treatment records. And you're like, hey, Bozo, I do have treatment for it. Here's the records. You never looked at them. That's basing his opinion off an inaccurate factual premise. Again, bad exam, entitled to a new one. And number five, they use the wrong standard in their opinion. So again, these examiners for purposes of service connection should give an opinion as whether or not your condition is related to service. But that opinion is based on as likely as not standard, which equates to a 50-50 probability. Sometimes you'll see examiners saying it's more likely than not his condition isn't related to service. No, more likely than not is 51%, not 50-50, which the VA rules and regulations say you have to follow. Sometimes they'll say something like, uh, by a degree of medical certainty, it's not related to service. Again, that's an improper standard. That's a standard that they use in civil trials, which this is not. This is a 50-50 standard, guys. So again, if the examiner uses the wrong legal standard, you're entitled to a new exam. So you may be thinking, well, Ed, how do I even know if the examiner used the wrong standard or if he considered my lay affidavits, well, you're, you're going to have to get a copy of the exam. So if you have a VSO and they have electronic access, that is one way to get it. Uh, another way is you could actually order a copy of the exam and ask the VA to send it to you. So the proper form to order that VA exam is VA form 20-10206. There's a little box that says VA uh, exam. Just check that box. And then in the remarks section, go ahead, put the date of that exam and what condition they were examining. I, I don't know how long it takes the VA to get you the copies of these exams. I, I have electronic access, so I'm able to see them right away. But, you know, you need to know what's in that exam in order to defend yourself and to file a appeal. So go ahead. If you don't have a, a VSO or a representative to help you get that exam, go ahead, use that form to order it so you can review. See if they considered the lay affidavit. See if they used the proper standard for their opinion. See if they decided any facts they should not be deciding. If you find an error, if one of these five errors does occur in that exam, the next thing you're going to do 
is you want to file for a higher level review. It's a legal error. You're going to point out to the higher level reviewer that, hey, th this guy said I didn't get treated for my back in service and there's 20 pages of treatment records. Or, hey, he didn't consider these layoff Davis I submitted. To file higher level review, you're going to use VA Form 20-0996. Now, remember, guys, you cannot submit new evidence for a higher level review. You're simply pointing out the mistake that the examiner made. If the higher level reviewer knows his ass from a hole in the ground, then he should grant you a new exam. If not, you should come talk to me about what the next steps are. That does it guys. Those are the five most common errors that VA examiners make. I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing. Remember, as always, you have the power to change your VA claim. I'm Ed Farmer. If you need additional assistance, please reach out to me at vetlawoffice.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful in navigating the VA disability system. Please continue to follow me and listen for further help. If you guys have a particular issue or story you would like to share, it may help others who have a similar problem. Feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about sharing your issue or problem on the next show. And if you need some additional help, visit my website, vamadeeasy.com.